For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Coaching Chatter Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Today, Today's episode, we... We dive deep with uh, Corey Bobbs, the head football coach at Knoxville Catholic High School. We get into his story, why he chose it, how he's going to shake out with his new schedule, welcome him to uh, to Tennessee, all of that good stuff. Uh, we, we enjoyed having him on. Hopefully we'll have him on in the future. want to mention that we are brought to you by, we're presented by betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to place your bets online. That's betonline.ag. You can literally bet on anything with uh, with bet online so uh, I, I know I'm gonna give baseball a shot that's for sure so um, it has you covered for all news scores and odds it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up so if you haven't already you should I did this a long time ago but head to betonline.ag or use your mobile device today to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit that's bet online your online sports book experts. Also brought to you by Kenny Salas, uh, the hometown team, 615 Realty, Keller Williams. If you're looking for a home in Wilson County or Middle Ten- the Middle Tennessee area, Kenny's your guy. Call him. Uh, his team does a phenomenal job of finding you the right fit for your family. Uh, if you're looking for a home in the, in the Lebanon area, they just, they just put a barn, actually, uh, a barn dominium, I think is what they call it. Uh, they put that on the market. I, I think it's uh, for a cool three seventy, something like that. Um, it's on their Facebook page. You can find them on social media. Kenny Salas uh, at K Salas Realtor on Twitter. I believe Kenny Salas on uh, Instagram as well. Get in touch with him. He'll hook you up. Hometown Team six one five dot com. Best way to reach him. Get your quote. See the gallery. See all their successes. Sign up for their cool contest. They were giving away a Blackstone Grill in one of their contests. So they, it's not like you're getting these cheap prizes. Like, hey, you win this contest, you get a free sticker. You know, no, it's 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 much more than that. They have some legit prizes. So Kenny Salas, man, your your hometown team realty, hometown team six one five dot com. He'll get you set up. Now, without further ado, uh, we welcome Corey Mobs from Knoxville Catholic High School. Enjoy. All right. Happy Thursday here on the Coaching Chatter Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcasting network for professionals. Joining me, as always, is uh, Craig Ladd. Craig, how you doing, man? Doing well, Corey. Glad to be here. Uh, looking forward to talking to our guests and getting a lot of insight from him. Absolutely. That aforementioned guest is none other than the brand new Knoxville Catholic High School head coach, Corey Mobs. Corey, what's up, man? Oh, what's going on, guys? Appreciate y'all having me on today. 
Absolutely. And uh, the last time we had you on, uh, I had you on the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast, you and Coach Lovelady and and, uh, and Huck. And uh, we uh, – we talked about all kind of things, and um, you're you're now in uh, you're now in Vol Country, so you you got to be uh, you got to be at home now, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, just a little background. I was born in Chattanooga, so this is not you know foreign to me. We moved to Atlanta when I was young, but have a ton of family in Chattanooga, and then some family in Knoxville too. And grew up, uh, you know, Vol fans, absolutely. And uh, there you, you go. Know, last last ten or fifteen years have been lean, but. You know, we still bleed orange, and uh, just glad to be home. Absolutely. And uh, the last time we spoke, I, I want to catch up everybody here. Uh, we spoke last summer, and you guys were dealing with workouts and, and COVID protocols. How did your season go? Did you were you able to get a season off without any interruptions? Or we we uh, we did. Um, we played we played nine games. One of them was canceled um, due to COVID on the part of the team that we were playing. And to say that it was smooth would be would be a lie. Uh, we had <laughs> multiple games where we had um, sometimes our total units uh, on defense and, and a few on offense that weren't available. Uh, we and it was you know one of those decisions as a coach that you have to make. And you know those other kids show up to practice every day, so we decided to play those games where some of those guys maybe on, on in a different situation would have decided not to play. Uh, so it was, it was a different year, I think. Uh, you know, we spent all summer saying, I hope we play. And then you get there and you get in the, in the normal grind of things and you're, you're, uh, you're frustrated with, with circumstances. But the good news is, you know, everybody was in the same boat. Um, although guidelines were different depending on where you were, which was a, a big frustration. But we did, we did get the season in and, um, you know, just we're happy to do that. Yeah, guidelines were, were tough here uh, in Nashville. We uh, Davidson County was the last county to uh, really – I don't, actually, I don't think Shelby County ever ever jumped in. Uh, I think they, I think they're still virtual to this to this day. Um, but Davidson County was the last one to actually jump in and play. Uh, but we did get a season. We played five games in a playoff game, so we were able to get something in. It was kind of wonky here and there, but we were able to get some things in. So it it was good to put that in the rear view. So at Lanier, what when this Knoxville Catholic job opened? What was your thought process? Were you gung-ho in getting it, uh, going after it? How did you find out about it? How did you emerge as a candidate? Yeah, so, I mean, to be really honest, I was very happy where I was, uh, in a good spot, um, place I've been at seven years as a head coach, 11 years total. Yeah. Helped open the school in 2010. So, um, I, I think I, my eye kind of caught what was going on, you know, with the circumstances here. Um, and then I was approached by by someone um, associated with the program to see if there's any interest. And of course, um, knowing the stature of the program, um, just being you know somewhat familiar with with Tennessee high school football, and my love for for this city specifically, um, I, I would have been an idiot you know not to not to listen. And so, really, in about a two two weeks time frame, it went from. Uh, an ability to listen about a job to I think I'm taking this job and um, it just, just very blessed with uh, relationships that I had with folks involved um, really felt like home really quickly. And the process was very smooth. And I know, I know they wanted to get someone quickly with, with, you know, how late the job had opened um, and just have been really impressed with this place and the staff that's here 
in the things that they've done uh, in the past and, and excited about maybe trying to build on that and enhance everything that we do. Absolutely. Coach, you, you hit the ground running. I mean, as soon as you got there, you basically had spring practice. So there was a lot of ground to make up. And and really, you have you haven't been there yet a month. I don't I don't believe. Uh, I, talk about this first spring practice. Yeah. So I think, you know, one of the things that's always going to be my focus and always has been is we're going to do what's best for the kids. So what was best for the kids this spring is that we kept it as similar as possible. Also allowed me to evaluate who we had from a staff standpoint, who we had personnel-wise. Um, allowed me to get back in there and, and coach certain positions that maybe I had not coached in a while. Um, and really, you know, for me personally, uh, this is a new challenge. And I think, you know, you, not that I was set in my ways or too comfortable, but I think as coaches, we are always looking for a challenge. Um, and so it's definitely been that. Um, spring practice was the, the the guys responded phenomenally. I think part of that was because of the continuity of staff here. Um, again, I, I, I talked about it earlier. There's some tremendous guys on staff, and we'll kind of add to that. Um, but you know, it was literally it was three days. Um, it was three days, and and I was we were on the practice field, so I was very impressed with the things that have been done here, with the attitude of the young men in the program, and um, excited about the talent that we have as well. What what attracted you to this job uh, at Knox Catholic? Like you said, you had a great situation where you were at Lanier, and I know Chattanooga obviously is is, is where you were born. Have a lot of family there, and as you said, in Knoxville. But what was the, really the, the the main attraction to this job? Um, you know, I, I think relation. It always starts from, with the relationships, and so not you know speaking specifically with with who the connection was. You know, that was a big deal because I trusted that person. And then when I got here from an administration standpoint, uh, it's phenomenal, phenomenal. And also had um, some some of my family in Chattanooga was familiar with the administration and could vouch for them. You know, I did my research as well um, and just felt like it was a great fit. And then probably the turning point, I was I was ready to stay. Um, you guys, you know, sometimes we get, we get stuck in our ways as coaches, but I brought my family up and my wife said, basically, we, we got, we got to take this job. This is phenomenal. Um, you know, maybe we were looking for maybe a little, little something different from a family standpoint, you know, not that this will be a slower time from a football standpoint, but maybe from a family standpoint, it's a place that we can raise our kids. We have an 11 year old a nine-year-old and a three-year-old. And they're starting to get into those years where we were trying to decide where we were going to send them, what middle school they were going to go to. And so this has become such a blessing for us from a family standpoint. So I'd be lying to you if I didn't tell you that was the number one reason. Uh, but when when I tried to, in my mind, in a comfortable matter, shut doors and those doors continue to swing wide open, it just made too much sense. So very, very blessed with the opportunity. So. After a frantic spring and, and getting everything in and, and, and culture set, things like that, what's what's next for the summer? What what's your plans moving forward? Does it does it slow down at all? <laughs> um, I feel like I've met, you know, four hundred people in the last three weeks and hopefully I remember their names. Uh, but kind of figuring out that piece, you know, from a from a, a booster standpoint, it's been it's been fun. Uh, as far as football wise, putting our staff together um, and you know, like I said, there's there's still a lot of continuity there from the previous staff, and that's been fun to get to know those guys. And they've 
they've welcomed me with open arms. Um, and I know it can be, you know, when a new guy coming in, sometimes you might, you know, put up a barrier and they've not done that. Um, and we've added um, new offense coordinator, Greg Ryan, who's head, head football coach at Greenback High School. He's actually, I apologize for being a little bit late uh, for you guys. He's in there meeting with our offensive staff now and kind of that first initial meeting is, is exciting. Um, and so that we'll be doing those things and still working on some pieces uh, on both sides of the ball, staff-wise, uh, trying not to get too specific in, in, in those details right now. But um, I'm excited about the interest in this program from a coaching standpoint. It's, it's tremendous. And uh, to have the ability to hire a coach that was, you know, had won 60-plus games in a very short amount of time to come be our offensive coordinator – is is really neat and just another you know reason that validates that this is the right job you know for me and also our family so uh we'll start summer on june 1st and we'll go four days a week and that's when we'll really begin to uh get our install in uh begin the work uh, but again there's not a not a ton of things that have been broken here and so um i think one of the worst things that a new head football coach can do is come in and just totally change things without having a reason to do that. So there'll be some changes. I like to call them enhancements. Um, and, and so hopefully that'll be a smooth process. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, you, you come into Division II AAA, you know, after uh, it, it's still relatively new uh, region or I guess district or whatever you want to call it, uh, but you you go up against the likes of Father Ryan, Ensworth, Baylor, Macaulay, NBA, uh, those 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 type schedules. Have you had a chance to scout those guys, or have you have you had a chance to look at kind of what your what your schedule looks like? Yeah, so definitely, you know, watched a ton of film, um, and you know, the, the initially watched film on who we had, you know, who we were as a team, and then and then you start looking at some of the. You know, here's what here's what I'll tell you: it's got to be one of the toughest schedules around. It is a league that I'm not sure there's any. There are no off. Uh, Friday nights. Uh, but I think as a coach, man, that's, that's why, that's why you challenge yourself, you know, and, and that's exciting just to see, you know, we're, we're, we're going to scrimmage Maryville. We're going to burn South Carolina for our second scrimmage and we're going to scrimmage Dorman high school. Uh, just talk, just got off the phone with, there's a referee in South Carolina that's putting the, this jamboree type thing together uh, so very excited. I mean, obviously those programs, Burns, Dorm, and Dutch Fork are all in that scrimmage. Um, and, and, and that's that's big time. And that's, you know, in order for us to be who, where we want to be consistently, we got to play the best people. And I know it's probably been hard around here to schedule um, in this area um, for, for, for several reasons. And so uh, we'll, we'll try to, you know, right now we've got nine games working on a 10th. And that's probably not the norm for most people. They've probably had 10 games for quite some time. So mm-hmm. um, it's all a work in progress. But again, it's about relationships. And, and regardless of how people feel about this place from the outside looking in, it's a great place. And we're always going to treat people, um, you know, with respect and everything that we do. Absolutely, and and it's not a, it's not a problem to schedule games here at Hillwood, uh, over here in Nashville. We we've got our <laughs> 10. We're 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 all set. Anything on ESPN this year? For you guys, um, there's a chance that um, I don't know if I can officially say it or not, uh, but yes, there's a good chance. I know we play Lipscomb Academy, and I can't tell you the exact date, um, but we're hearing rumblings of that, so that's exciting. That'd be I think October that would, it, that would make it three 
three years in a row, I believe, for Knoxville Catholic. So nice. um, I enjoyed watching Knox Catholic last year play Trinity on ESPN and would have never dreamed that, uh, you know, four, six, seven months later, I'd be here. So excited about that. Coach, uh, you're in the East Middle Region of Division Two Class AAA. You got Baylor, Father Ryan, the defending Division Two AAA state champion, and Macaulay. Uh, and then you got NBA with a highly touted quarterback, a couple of really good quarterbacks in your in your region, uh, Marcel Reed, who holds a UT offer, Alabama offer, many others. And then you got Pope John Paul II and John Minchi, who owns. He also a UT offer, so a lot of talent, a lot of good quarterbacks in your region. Absolutely. Uh, it's, you know, again, you talk about the stature of the job. I mean, we all want a challenge, and it's it's certainly going to be a tremendous challenge. Um, I, I'm excited about the guys we have. You know, I feel like we, we can be competitive, um, get our stuff in, and just, just absolutely work our tails off here. Um, that we can we can have success, and and again, there, there's not going to be a night off. Um, the, the teams that you mentioned are tremendous. I know that they have programs that are very well respected, and we certainly respect those programs. And really, you know, counting an honor to be in that league. And um, you know, it's there's no doubt. I would say it's the SEC of Tennessee high school football. And um, no so it's but again, to be the best, you want to play the best, and and so. We'll, we'll, we'll certainly do that. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, one of the things I was impressed with going back to your Lanier days was when the school opened in 2010 to make the jump that y'all made in such a difficult county in Gwinnett County. And if those of you that are listening that isn't familiar with Gwinnett County, there is it's a who's who of, of, of football programs in the state of Georgia in the Atlanta area. So. Talk about you know the 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 jump that you that you guys made from being a new school and, and the challenges you have from being a new school cultural wise. Like what what are the pillars of your of your uh, culture that you're going to bring to Knox Catholic um, to kind of instill your you know I, I guess your flavor on it. Yeah, that's good. So one and you know coaches always have buzzwords, but uh, what we like to say that we're going to do everything with character, with class, and commitment. And that looks so many different ways. I'm excited about the fact that now I can, you know, put our C logo with those words and mm-hmm. there's all, all many different options with that. But, uh, you know, with that being said, I think, I, I think those three things cover a lot. You know, obviously we want to have guys with tremendous character and we want to play with character and everything we do. Um, and I think there's a, there's an approach to programs and, and you know, lately, um, you know, with social media, if people want to act like high school football is something different than it than it traditionally has been. And I, I totally believe that we can do everything with class. And that's how we treat each other. That's how we treat other programs. And, and, and that goes a long way with just being respectful in everything that we do. And then commitment. We're going to we're going to work our tails off. We're going to be committed to each other. We're going to compete and we're going to grind every day here um, and do it with, with, with all of those, those two things, character and class. So, um, you know, that's what we did at Lanier. Uh, we, with that, when we opened the programs, character, class, commitment, and if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. So, right. so we're bringing it here and we'll, we'll, we'll add some things to it. Um, you know, Lanier 2010, we opened uh, by uh, 13, we were in the playoffs those first two years were non-varsity years. And so by the, the first year, we were in the playoffs. And then I was fortunate enough to be in the right place at the right time uh, to take over 
2014. Um, and then we had a, a really good run there for several years. And, and, and we all know it's about having really good players, mm-hmm. but also from a community standpoint, you know, the Sugar Hill community, Lanier High School really embraced the program. And it meant a lot to the community. Those are familiar with Gwinnett County football. Um, it's it's tremendous. And now, now I look at you know our, our new our new league and it's it's the same. It's it's really good players, really good programs. And so um, you know, it'll it'll take some getting used to, but but I do feel like that you know my previous job has prepared me for for this type of opportunity. Coach, talk about, uh, as we said, you, you've gone through a spring practice. Talk about a few of the guys that, that caught your eye and we might be able to uh, uh, look for uh, during the fall. Yeah, so I'm really excited about, uh, well, a lot of skilled kids, but, you know, I think it starts up front. And so I would be an idiot not to mention, you know, some of those guys up there. Hayden Todd plays tackle for us. Uh, Garrett Lively is our center. Uh, Coach Justin Anderson, I don't know. You guys are familiar with him, but he is our offensive line coach. Also, is, is our assistant head coach. He has done a tremendous job for quite some time. I believe he's been here at Knoxville Catholic for 11 years and was on Coach Matthew's staff um, during that time. And, and just those guys know how to work. He is a tremendous coach. Um, and, and so really excited about those guys up front. I, I would say from a skill standpoint, uh, Tommy Winton is a name that, that a lot of people may know. Um, had had a few injuries last year, but but really played as a freshman sophomore year, tremendous. So we're excited about him being healthy and having a great year. He's got you know, obviously a lot of college interests. Um, Javis Minot plays corner for us, defensive back. Uh, again, a guy that's got some college interests, but just a tremendous kid, you know. And it's fun that now I've been here for three weeks. And I feel like I know the kids a little bit better. And um, just to be able to talk about them, I'm not sure I could have answered those questions maybe three weeks ago. Um, <laughs> uh, running back, coming back, that's that's had a really good career career here. Keandre Jarman, um, who's like a bowling ball. We had a, a goal line period very early on in spring, and I'm not sure we've tackled him yet. So um, just, it just, you know, just fun. Uh, fun group of kids. They're very talented, but they know how to work. And so that's – it could be really special for us. Uh, coach, uh, talk about, I guess, about your, uh, your schedule. Uh, I know you got the, the, uh, region games, but who are you playing, uh, uh, out of conference? And you mentioned Lipscomb, which is a great opponent. It's also a date on that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let me, let me pull it up. So I don't, okay. All right. Put my DVR. Um, So, so to start, we're going to scrimmage Marable, um, on on July 30th, and then we're going to go. Two weeks from there, we'll go burn South Carolina and scrimmage Dorman High School, which I know a lot of people are familiar with. And that's kind of a, a round-robin jamboree kind of deal. It's at Burns High School. I think Burns is playing uh, uh, Mallard Creek out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Don't don't quote me on that. Um, and then I believe Dutch Fork and a couple other programs. There's some programs out of North Carolina. I believe some they tried to get Grayson out of, out of Georgia, but I don't think that worked out. Uh, so we're excited about that. I mean, that's, you know, Burns, the program speaks for itself. And then right. since I've been in coaching, you know, it's so, been some guy named Marcus Lattimore played there. Once. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it I've heard of and him. some pretty good players there. So, um, and then we're going to, we'll open up uh, two weeks in a row. Chucky Doak and South Green will come to us. And, and then we'll get into the, to the meat of our, our region stuff. Uh, Baylor, we have bye week. Then we play Macaulay, uh, Father Ryan. 
Uh, so we're at Macaulay, at Father Ryan. Those are two away games. And then Lipscomb, Lipscomb Academy on, on October 8th. Uh, then we turn around and, and host uh, Pope John Paul as well. And then we'll be at Powell uh, on the next Thursday night, which is 1021. I believe that is the, um, the rivalry game um, on TV. And then we'll finish with, with NBA uh, at the end of October. So uh, really learning about those programs, you know, obviously knew the, knew the programs, knew the tradition at those types of places, but I, I'm excited to get to know those coaches um, and really kind of create that, that camaraderie, competitive camaraderie is like, is what I like to call it, but um, it's a challenge. There's, there's no doubt. Um, it's almost like, you know, you get this new job and you're excited about it. And then they, then they hand you the schedule. And it's like, Oh, okay, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> All this right. thing just got real. By, yeah. by the way, you're leading off with, uh, with Baylor. So, yes. and you're, you're just, yes. so congratulations. Yes. Um, but, but, uh, so a, a two part question here with, with division two, triple a being so spread out amongst the state logistically, is that something that, uh, you're going to have to, I guess, wrap your head around uh, trying to figure out travel plans and things like that. And the second part of this question is, is Mill Creek available for that 10th game? <laughs> That's a great question. I have, to, I have to get up with Huck on that. But the problem yeah. with, with the scheduling is you've got Tennessee. We, I guess we're in our first year of the two-year cycle. Mm-hmm. And Georgia is in that second year. So that's it's always been a little bit of trouble matching up. I know – uh, Macaulay has gone down to Gwinnett a couple times and played. Somehow that worked out. So, uh, but anyway, to, to answer, uh, I don't even I don't know if I remember what was the first part of the question again. The, the logistics of of playing in Nashville and Chattanooga and you know the the distances and things like that. The travel. Yeah, I think uh, we're, we're fortunate in year one that we have six home games and we have three away games. And so, but it looks like every time we travel, we're either going to Chattanooga or Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that, that creates some challenges. Um, again, I think it's almost like a college environment though, you know, where you got to, got to get the guys out of school early. Uh, you're feeding them on the road. Mm-hmm. You're hopefully stopping somewhere and preparing in, in a walkthrough setting. Um, and to me, that's, as a high school football coach, man, that's that's fun. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's almost like playoff football down in Georgia. You know, our schedule, we were so close to teams, and so you literally got on the bus, and five to ten minutes later, you're there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it'll be a little different here, but also get to spend more time on the road with the kids. And, and uh, so we like we like to say that our road trips are business trips, and, and we'll we'll get on the bus, and it's time time to do business, and, and there'll be a process to doing that. So. Mm-hmm. Wait till playoff time when you when you have to go play Christian Brothers or or MUS in the playoffs and and uh, rock and roll there. Actually, they'll exactly. actually if you're if you win all six of your home games and and you run through the region, they'll come to you, so you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> exactly. So and and Craig is also ch- uh, charting you guys a private jet. So yeah, so yeah, thank you. Absolutely, I uh, coach. I, I want to go back to. Um, uh, Knoxville Catholic. I mean, I, it, I, the premier, really the premier uh, private school in Knoxville. Uh, you know, I was looking up some alumni. Obviously, obvious one right off the bat popped in my head was Harrison Smith, who, uh, you know, played, uh, went to Notre Dame, has had a, a terrific NFL career, perennial Pro Bowl guy. And, and then just here recent, just this past draft, Amari Rogers, who went to Clemson draft in the third round by the Packers. And then you got Tyler Barron at UT. And of course, the, the Mays brothers at UT, you know, Catholic known for, for producing some top notch players. 
Yeah, it's, I mean, I tell you, I'd be, I'd be crazy if I didn't tell you how I looked at that, you know, because that's a big deal. We had Harrison Smith uh, last last Thursday at practice to come talk to our guys. He did a tremendous job. Guy's been in the league for 10 years and five Pro Bowls, you know, and and uh, I think they called him the hammer when he was here. And it was, you know, it's, it's one of those type of guys that you know early on, there's just something different about him. Um, and so we, I've been really blessed over the last couple of weeks. A lot of those guys have come back. You know, one of, uh, Cooper Mays was here. Mari Rogers, a uh, couple of days after he was drafted, popped his head in and introduced himself. I've just been so impressed with with not only, you know, obviously those guys are really good football players, but how much they care about this community and they care about it being successful. And, and with folks like that on board, man, it just, it just makes this place really special. So, uh, excited about that. Um, you know, we certainly had some really good players at Lanier too, but I look at the depth of those type of players here um, and just really gets me excited about trying to continue that tradition. And uh, as far as speaking of community stuff, I, I know you've hit the ground running and probably haven't had as much time as you'd like, but what are some things you're, you're planning on doing to get the community fired up? Yeah. So um, we'll do, <laughs> it's, it's funny you ask, we, one of the things that the, the moms are really excited about, we've done it at Lanier for, for 10 years. We'll do a mom's clinic. Um, we'll do that at the beginning of August. And uh, we all know that if mama's happy, everybody's happy. Oh, yeah. And uh, so it it really created a neat little environment for our, our folks down there when we did that. Uh, they meet with position coaches. We'll put them through drills. We'll give them a little nice. gift in the process. And that goes a long way when when they want to complain about playing time, which we know happens with everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I tell parents all the time that there's a difference between a coach and a parent. The coach wants the best 11 on the field. The parent wants the best 10 and their kid on the field. So, yeah. you know, it's a little different. But, uh, again, that's those things are all handled professionally. But But I think those types of things go a long way for parents to realize that this thing's more than what happens on Friday night. And that's really only about 5% of what happens throughout the week. So from a community standpoint, I've had a lot of lunches and breakfasts with, with some folks that are big time supporters of the program. Um, I've just been really impressed over the last three weeks, the people that have reached out that are willing to help. And, um, you know, previously in some previous jobs, that was something that you always had to, you know, hit the ground and try to grind for. And so it's been nice for those things to, to just continue to, to fall in place here. So we'll, you know, we'll have to cultivate those relationships and, and uh, you know, do, do right by that. But at the same time, I think the opportunity is tremendous in those, in those areas. Coach, I like to kind of pry into um, when I do these into backgrounds on guys and, and I guess looking at, influences not only uh, influences on your life, also influences in your coaching. And and basically, who do you try to model yourself if you do try to model yourself after and and watch and uh, as for your coaching philosophy? Yeah, that's good. So I played for a man by the name of Cecil Flo at Parkview High School uh, in Lilburn, Georgia, which is in Gwinnett County. Um, he was our head coach. He was, he was at Parkview. You guys are Familiar in the in the in the late '90s, Parkview was was kind of the premier team. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a great opportunity to win a state championship my junior year, and then really after that, that was kind of the start of Parkview. The next really eight or nine years, won three back to back to back, um, and in the highest classification in Georgia. But but he, um, you know, just the relationships that he built with kids really had a tremendous impact on me as a player. 
Uh, he gave me an opportunity to kind of come back and help as a, as a senior. And then that's kind of where I decided, man, I, I think I can do this. And I don't know if I'll ever work a day in my life. So he's been a tremendous influence. I actually talked to him um, about a week ago after I took the job. He was just congratulating me. He's a Hall of Fame coach in the state of Georgia and uh, won a lot of games. He's actually an assistant now, um, part-time retired. Yeah, I was going to ask, is he fully retired and, and to join himself, or is he still you know, going the at thing it? about football coaches is I'm not sure we fully ever retire, you know, right. when it's in the blood. Uh, but I think he's enjoying himself, and, and he deserves that. Um, also, the the head coach that I probably – well, I was hired by Larry Sherrill, who was at Collins Hill High School for quite some time. He had been in Arkansas. They came and helped start Collins Hill High School, I believe, in the early 2000s. And uh, so he, he, he was a tremendous influence on me. And then Billy Wells – who um, was our head coach at Collins Hill. He came to me one day and he said, hey, listen, I'm going to open this new school at Lanier. I want you to go with me. And uh, I was just a young coach, um, was actually coaching on the defensive side of the ball. I was calling plays on junior varsity at the time. Mm -hmm. And he said, oh, by the way, I want you to be my offense coordinator. And (laughs) so luckily, as I learned that um, we were were playing a JV schedule at Lanier and it allowed me to really truly – invest in who I was as a coach. And he just gave me a tremendous opportunity to be there and, and, and be a leader in, in an early, early time in my career. Um, and then he, um, you know, a lot of things I still do as a program are, are based off of those principles um, that, that I learned from him. And, and we've kind of taken that and grown a little bit. And he left in July of uh, 2014 to go take another job. They kind of looked around and Yes, they felt like I was the guy that you know needed to take over, and was an interim for a year, and, and we had a good bit of success that first year, and and so that's that's kind of been the, the story since. But I tell I told people this week, and, and a lot of people didn't believe me, but the first interview I've ever been on was Knoxville Catholic. Um, I got my first job because of who I knew. My second job because uh, when the guy left, and uh, this job is actually the first true interview. I've ever been on. Now there's been interest, you know, and I've talked with folks in the past, but it never had got to that point. Um, and you know, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of the type of guy that when I'm there, I'm there. And so this move was a big move because I was comfortable, but again, looking for that challenge and just a tremendous opportunity from a family standpoint, uh, just, just help it make sense. What'd you learn from the interview process? <laughs> I learned that the best resume is experience. And as questions were asked, as I shared my vision for who I was as a coach, it was a lot easier than maybe I anticipated. And that is because of the, you know, just seven years as a head coach, you know, you've been there, you've done that, Uh, whatever situation is asked, you have maybe not the right answer, but you have an answer that you believe in. And I think, you know, that's, that's huge. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, there's no, there's no substitute for experience. I learned that, uh, in, in my experiences interviewing for head jobs, I've interviewed for, for a few, um, obviously still an assistant. So, uh, those didn't go as, as planned, but I'm still on my grind. So I, uh, you know, as I continue to rise to the top here in Nashville, I'm, I'm going to try to find an opportunity that fits me. And maybe it's, uh, maybe it's taken over here at Hillwood whenever that situation arises, if that happens, um, you know, maybe, uh, maybe we can link together and, and, and play. Maybe sure. I'll get you that 10th game. <laughs> so, uh, but you got to put it on ESPN, right? There so you go. There get you that, go. get that contract. <laughs> so, uh, Corey, I, I want I want to thank you for for joining us here on the on the Coaching Chatter podcast, man. It, it was uh, it's, it's been great talking to you, and uh, you know, I certainly want to 
welcome you back on anytime you want to come on and, and chat and, and, and talk ball. We, uh, we, we, we like that. And uh, so I want to wish you well at Knoxville Catholic. Uh, congratulations. Welcome to Tennessee. Uh, now that, now that uh, you have a couple of weeks before June 1st, take a couple breaths and, yeah. <laughs> and go, go enjoy Knoxville, go enjoy Calhoun's by the Absolutely. river and get barbecue <laughs> sauce all over your shirt from the ribs. No doubt. So, no doubt. But uh, any, any last words, anything you want to uh, say before we before we uh, wrap this thing up? Oh, man, just you know, appreciate the opportunity for coming on, guys, and and uh, excited about being here. You know, hopefully you can tell that by, by what I was sharing today. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're going we're gonna to go to work. And it's, you know, it's not going to happen overnight, but at the same time, a tremendous opportunity here. And, uh, again, just appreciate you guys having me on. Absolutely. Good luck this fall, Coach. Thank you. Appreciate Absolutely. It. Great. Good luck. So, cool. Thanks, Corey. All right, guys. All right. That was Corey Mobs of Knoxville Catholic High School, the head coach. He's going to do some big things here in the Middle Tennessee area. He's going to be a force to be reckoned with in Division Division II AAA. So, it's uh, – you know, Knoxville Catholic, I, I'm excited to see what they can do. I'm excited to see them uh, mix in with Innsworth and Brentwood Academy and Baylor and NBA, Macaulay, Father Ryan, JP2, Christian Brothers, those schools. Finally, uh, they're getting into a league where they could be competitive, and uh, I'm, I'm all for it. Uh, some of those scrimmages he had lined up were outstanding. You can find him at Coach Mobs on Twitter. That's Corey Mobs at Coach Mobs. M-O-B-B-S. You can also follow uh, Knoxville Catholic uh, Irish football. I think it's KC Irish, I believe, on Twitter. Uh, So you can follow them, follow their journey. Uh, You know, he was – he hit the ground running. So I I was uh, was thoroughly impressed with what he had to say as far as that goes. So um, I'm I'm here. I'm here for that. So um, you can find me uh, at – Coach Burton 36. You can find my other show at Believe in Dogs on all social media platforms. You can find me also at Illegal underscore Motion on the Illegal Motion College Football Podcast. We just recorded a new episode, so be on the lookout for that. We talked about the FCS final. Uh, you can find uh, Craig Ladd at D Craig Ladd on, uh, on Twitter. And uh, so find our show. Rate, subscribe, review, find us anywhere you find podcasts. Coming soon, we're going to hit the video platform, so that's going to be a lot of fun. We may welcome Corey back for his TV debut uh, for Knoxville Catholic, maybe ahead of the uh, the Lipscomb game here with uh, going to going and locking horns with Trent Dilfer. So for that, we thank you for listening. We are the Coaching Chatter Podcast presented by betonline.ag. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. And we'll see you back here next week. And we'll see you back here next time. Goodbye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.